Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in, Blue Party 101 ESPN. It's a final one for uh, a week and a half. Uh, your emotional tributes to that. Uh, five seven eight zero. Yeah, or mic drops. We're giving away tickets, so the best. I guess the best tribute to us will win today. I want it to be about me because I'm a narcissist. All right, make it about Tim, and then attack Jackson on the back end. Attack. And, that's how you get the tickets. and then yeah, maybe you'll get some, some that, tickets. Because I, as a small man, I need that. Uh, I'm empty. I'm empty inside. And I think I think that comes off pretty pretty clearly on the air. Jackson just threw papers at me. Jackson just who do I tell? Uh, Ryder's not looking. So you tell me, and I'll send I'll send it to whoever needs to go to. I'm calling management. Uh, I guess what you just threw me with the Bud Bash uh, copy. Yeah. Even though there were stacks of them for some reason. 101 ESPN has your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to next week's Budweiser Bash for Cardinals and Cubs on Tuesday, August 2nd. Next week's Bud Bash giveaway features a limited edition Ozzy Smith bobblehead. Get all the details for Budweiser Bash nights at Bush Stadium, now at cardinals.com slash promotions. It's the last balloon party for, uh, what, until August 8th, because I'm going to be vacationing. And Jackson let me use his parents' place at the Hamptons. So I am going to get to go to the Hamptons. It's our gift to you and your family. Thank you so much. It'll be so nice. Um, I haven't been there. You know, as somebody who bus tables at Pietro's, I didn't think I was actually allowed on the grounds. But uh, you have, your family, I guess, has made an exception. Yeah, I'll give you, there's like a little card you have to show, but as long as you have that. It says South City native? Uh, no, well, you grab a lanyard and said like, it basically says like, I'm from South City, but but I have clearance. God. What a process. It seems rather discriminatory it is. It, on the surface. Well, that's your interpretation of it. Okay. Well, that's what that's what I'm doing. I'm taking uh, my wife and my two children, and we will be out of town for the next uh, week and a half. And uh, I, I, legit, I have to tell you, and I don't know what this says. You can interpret and probably win Cardinal tickets by interpreting it. Uh, I really am kind of bothered by I won't be uh, on uh, the program for the trade, trade deadline. deadline yeah. I legitimately am. Yeah, it, it stings. What, what I, it legitimately, I legitimately, because I'm, I'm anticipating whatever it is, it's going to be substantial. Now, Jeff Jones, who we've been trying to get on the show, but he's just blowing Jackson off. Um, Jackson, with no respect, I guarantee yeah. if Rocchio sent a text, he'd be on right now. Yep, but, it's the uh, truth. That's, uh, that's I got a, no juice. That's kind of what we're dealing with here with Piddles. But Jeff Jones texted or tweeted this out this morning and he writes for the belleville news democrat uh he wrote uh, the cardinals and the nationals have exchanged names as they work on a potential juan soto deal gorman corbin and more that is from jeff jones of the belleville news democrat and i read now, I tweeted this out a few hours ago, uh, but for those of you who don't follow my incredibly dormant Twitter account, as Major League Baseball's trade deadline approaches and the baseball world focuses its attention on the Nationals outfielder Juan Soto, the Cardinals have ratcheted up their attempts to acquire the young slugger. Multiple sources have described negotiations between the clubs that includes slugging second baseman Nolan Gorman, 
and a rejoinder from the Nationals that includes starting pitcher Patrick Corbin in an attempt to shed salary. Gorman made his Major League debut this season in his nine home runs in 53 games. He has, however, slowed at the plate recently, batting just 193 with a 266 OBP since June 1st. His vulnerability to high fastballs has resulted in 51 strikeouts in his last 154 plate appearances. But his defense has been steadier than expected at second, where he was moved before the 2021 season, thanks to the Cardinals' acquisition of third baseman Nolan Arnato. Though he's graduated from the list due to his big league experience, Gorman started this year as the 29th-ranked prospect in all of baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. Some adjustments to his swing once he reached the majors were expected, and the Cardinals have been encouraged that his defensive progress hasn't slowed, even as he's worked through a fallow period at the plate. Man, I like that fallow period at the plate. It's great. Uh, widespread industry speculation had previously described the Cardinals as a leading possibility for a match and a trade for Soto because of their large amount of high ceiling talent in the system. And indeed, finalizing a deal would certainly require the inclusion of other top prospects, such as 2020 first rounder Jordan Walker. It's believed that St. Louis, in a gambit to avoid losing both Walker and shortstop prospect Mason Wynn in the same deal, pivoted to Nolan Gorman as their preferred trade piece. Corbin led the MLB in losses in 2021 and is in the lead in the same category this year, posting an ERA of 5.82 and 6.02 respectively. A double-edged sword, given those numbers. Uh, He made 31 starts last season and leads all big league pitchers with 20 starts this season. The Cardinals, who will likely be without Steven Matz for most of the remainder of the season, who faces Jack Flaherty's uncertain availability, could benefit from the stability, even if it provides passable results. Uh, Corbin, by the way, Jackson, is owed, uh, what, $23 million and $34 million the next two years. Yep. So, interpretation of this report, really the first report that I have seen that cites sources on the teams and what they're talking about. Now, we've had people talking for a few weeks about the Cardinals and the Nationals Mm -hmm. and then the Cardinals association with Soto, but I don't know if that was more algebra in that, well, the Cardinals have all these prospects and the Nationals are looking for prospects, so therefore the Cardinals must be one of the teams. Jeff Jones, the Belleville News Democrat, is citing sources and saying that the Cardinals are interested in taking on Corbin so as to spend the dollars as currency versus both Walker and Wynn as currency to get the deal done. Uh, Your thoughts on what Jeff Jones is reporting this morning? Yeah, I mean, if you can acquire Juan Soto and not just saying acquire him, not necessarily sign him to a long-term deal again for three postseasons— and you get to keep Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn. Jordan Walker has been, from what we've been told, is outstanding. And Mason Wynn, we've seen him on defense at, short, at such a crucial, crucial position like shortstop. I think that's a win. You know, you spend a little money, but you get a generational talent at 23 years old, and you're not giving up your top prospect. And, you know, you're taking on Corbin for sure. But, I mean, that would be if we're taking like all the scenarios that could happen to acquire Soto, I think that would be the best way to go about it. How about that? I think that's, uh, I think that's something that a lot of people, when they read that article, uh, thought like you could, you could actually get this done. Right. Is that actually possible? Not just because that's what the Cardinals are offering. Doesn't mean that's what the nationals would be accepting. Uh, I'm curious what your reaction is as a listener, six, five, seven, eight, zero or comfort service text line. Uh, and then also, um, are you just internally, and only each individual can answer this, uh, starting to think this is more possible than you did, say, a couple of weeks ago when we first talked about it? Yeah, I think it's, uh, as the days go by, I think it's more and more possible. I think that 
the Car- the Cardinals are gathering up what they want to do, and I think this is the big move they want to make. And from all indications we've here is that you know whatever article we read is that the Cardinals are in the best position to make this move. I mean, I've read three different articles this week saying that as such, and so. I think that as the days go by, yeah, I'm. I, I've moved. I've moved up every, in percentages, like arbitrary percentages. I've moved up every day that he's going to be coming to the Cardinals. Uh, Jones goes on to write: The Cardinals too have an established history of trading for superstars and then convincing them to sign contract extensions once they've experienced the organization. Mark McGuire, Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland, Matt Holiday, and Paul Goldschmidt all fit that description. And each of the first four will be awaiting Goldschmidt in the club's Hall of Fame once he reaches his time for induction. Whether Soto joins them is a question that will likely be answered in the coming days. The Cardinals, for now, are trying. Six weeks ago, that might have seemed impossible. Six days from now, it may well be a reality. That can be read in its entirety in the Belleville News Democrat. That's Jeff Jones reporting, and uh, we are efforting him on our program. But uh, like so many people, uh, they are ignoring little pills, and that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. It is, uh, it is our reality. So your reaction to it. Uh, guys, who's the odd man out in the outfield? Uh, so one of these guys have to be included, O'Neill, Carlson, or Bader. I would agree with that. I don't know who it would be, but I would agree that uh, one of those would be going to Washington if this were to happen. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, uh, you are the best. These are the kinds of ways your text can get read, but then you can bait and switch me. Because I'm going to start reading it, and then then it can just be, Tim, you're the best. Hope you enjoy your trip. It is much deserved, and you will be missed. Jackson, is it easy as easy as it is for some to criticize you? I can't. You're really good at your job, and are going to do good things within this industry. Can't wait to hear you guys back together after the trade deadline. That's from Mickey's Gate. Well, thank you so much, IG. That's wow. what a wonderful sentiment. Are you gonna Are you gonna reward? I mean, because that seems like now people are trying to buy tickets with compliments. Listen, what I do when I see a good text is I kind of bookmark it, yeah. and let's consider that one bookmarked. Uh, O'Neill, Carlson, and Soto in the outfield. Come on, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I I would think it would be either Carlson or O'Neill. I would have a tough time. I would it'd agree be, with you, Bader. I mean, O'Neill would. I think Carlson would be the most likely. O'Neill just because of injuries, especially this year. Would be less likely, I think. I mean, I've I've thought from the time when this was really kind of just fantasy, and I'm like, are the Cardinals really going to like even pursue this? Mm-hmm. Uh, to thinking that if, if it's going to happen, Carlson goes because right. there is a quote unquote surplus in the outfield, right? Uh, and I suppose by names, I don't know if necessarily by production. Uh, could you trade Yepes and keep your outfield stash? Maybe include Burleson from. Memphis, that's from... I mean, hey, we can all throw this stuff out. Right. Uh, Tim is a douchebag, and Jackson is his enabler. Thanks. That's from the 573. Okay. Now I think that's more the like leader it. of the clubhouse. That's more, that's more like now it. Now I feel like, okay, now I found my swing. Yeah, that's way more. I, I think, and with the Yepes thing, just real quick, like, he has so much upside. Like, I, w- I think that you know, you'd want to see... Like, we've seen a good amount from Bader and O'Neal. O'Neal, obviously, great defender and has shown power. Bader has shown some inconsistency. We haven't seen a... a Enough, really, from Carlson, but Yepes has so much upside. I would think that I'd be more excited if you got rid of someone, not get rid of, but trade someone like an O'Neill or a Carlson rather than Yepes and not see exactly what he can absolutely do. So your thoughts are welcome on the topic. It is, uh, whether it's real or not, it is certainly picking up momentum. Right. I mean, when we first talked about it uh, and Morosi's tweet, uh, this was, I don't even know if it was even two weeks ago, I was just like, oh, it's great that the Cardinals are calling and you know, whether that means they're really interested in Juan Soto or not, that's a totally different thing. How does it make you feel? And then it's, it does seem like with every day, but just because the reports go that way doesn't mean that it is necessarily real. 
Um, I know for I've I've seen a bunch of texts saying, well, the, the reason why people are so upset with the Blues about Matthew Kachuk is because the media made it out to be a sure thing that he was coming here. Um, you know, I and so I would imagine that if Soto doesn't come here, then it will be something along the lines of C is never going to happen. Right. You have no idea. No. I mean, that's the reality. The thing, the thing. I suppose the one thing I would say about this, and and, and Jeff Jones's article, is, and you don't know what what the sources are, of course, and it's not uh, the way these are reported by naming the sources. But the Cardinals play things so close yeah. to the vest yeah. that uh, it is, it, which I think is a, a great credit to the organization, even though it might be frustrating to try and put the pieces together on the outside looking in, but they play things so close to the vest that it is like a, a mortal sin to be a leak. So, you know, would these sources be associated with Scott Boris? Would these sources be associated with Mike Rizzo, uh, that, the GM of the Nationals? I don't know. But uh, that is the first time I have seen, anyway, sources reporting what the Cardinals and Nationals are talking about. So there it is, Belleville News Democrat. Your thoughts are welcome, 65780, or leave a Rhino Shield mic drop. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. The program is called Balloon Party, and this is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. This is the remix, the remix album. Uh, Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you. Final balloon party until August 8th. A lot of emotional tributes coming in. Uh, many just too long to read. Yeah, that's, that, that is the truth. You keep it to one or two paragraphs at most. These uh, essays have to stop. But uh, it, is, uh, it is kind. Uh, the Cardinals trail the Brewers by three, and uh, we were discussing the uh, article from Jeff Jones, the Belleville News Democrat, in the first segment, uh, talking about the Cardinals and Nationals, discussing uh, both Nolan Gorman and then Patrick Corbin included in a Juan Soto deal. The Cardinals trying to avoid trading uh, both Walker and Wynn to get Soto, and so being willing to pick up Corbin in exchange for uh, not having to give away both prospects. And uh, we are efforting Jeff Jones on the program. Uh, Jackson has been texting him since around 8 o'clock, but um, you're just not getting anything. I don't have the, I don't have the respect. I, haven't, I don't get no respect. So, it's so, all right. I'm I, sure he's busy. So I've asked Rocky to text him. And so, so he'll be on in five minutes. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, all right, a little piddles percentage, uh, arbitrary percentages before I head off to vacation is what it's called. Yeah. Um, Final one before the deadline, so. The Cardinals trade for Juan Soto, your percentage. Jackson is rubbing his hands together. 35%. God, that is exactly what I was going to say, so help me. 35%. I don't like that. I don't like that, but that is exactly what I was going to say. Thirty-five. I think it was twenty-five percent a week ago. It's. I think 35. I said fifteen percent a week ago. It's really, 30, you said twenty-five percent a week. I ago? think so. Uh, I'm at thirty-five percent. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I said sixty-five percent on Matthew Kachuk on Friday, by the way. Well, I think it all took us by surprise that move, but the uh, the Soto thing. I just I, I feel, and that when any time you're going to be dealing with a player like this. It's going to be tough to say more than fifty percent because we, like you said earlier in the first segment, we don't know. But I think with all the indications coming, with the prospects that they have, and kind of the freedom they have to move around a little bit, I think. So. And with the Nationals essentially trying to completely sell house before they sell the team, I think it. I think it's going to happen. 
35%. Uh, 35%. Well, if you, hold on a second. Now, if you think it's going to happen, then you don't say 35%. I like to leave myself an out. Well, I got to call you on this now. If you think it's going to happen, we have to be above 50% at a minimum. You're going to have to change up that attitude before you head to the Hamptons. It's <laughs> not going to fly. You're holding your parents' home <laughs> over my head? So I have to sit here and go, okay, you think it's going to happen so you can take credit for it, except you're saying it's 35%. Yeah. Th- this is asinine. This I mean, is, math is math, Jack. Numbers are numbers. This is These are takes is what they are. <laughs> and I just gave one. So you have to deal with it. Uh, question number two, Vladimir Tarasenko will be a blue next season. Jackson, Vladimir Tarasenko is a forward who plays for the hockey team that plays in downtown St. Louis. Hey, number 91. That's correct. So yeah. you've uh, done a little prep this morning. <laughs> yep. That's the one thing I did. Um, he is a blue next season, 60%. Okay, well, you think Juan Soto is going to be a Cardinal, and you say at 35%. So you think Tarasenko will really, really be a blue because you got him at 60%? I mean, I'm trying to get this sliding scale. The My previous percentage has nothing to do with this one. I think we might just, I might just answer these myself from now on. <laughs> uh, God, I, here, I would have said... I don't even know. I would have said 20%, honestly, until Jeremy Rutherford was in studio with us last week. And I'm just like, oh, well, if he if he's as confident as he is, and I know he knows a hell of a lot better than I do, then I've got to, I've got to check myself. Uh, so that's why I still think Doug Armstrong has something up his sleeve. But, I, but Rutherford's reasoning is totally sound. If you lose Perron and... Tarasenko, where are you going to make up that production? Especially who's going to be giving you that production in return for a guy who's going to be a free agent with, you know, questionable health. So that that logic certainly makes sense. I just can't imagine that the Blues are quote-unquote done. And if they're not quote-unquote done, I don't know how Vladimir Tarasenko is here. Mm. Unless it involves somebody we just don't see coming. But I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I have to give a number. My numbers actually mean something. Uh, I will go with 30%. All right. 30%. So you think it's going to happen? So you think uh, <laughs> I'm going to tilt over this. I really am. <laughs> and finally, this isn't a percentage. This is just what are people more excited about in St. Louis? This question legitimately interests me. Because I, I kind of, I immediately would go one way. I think I know the answer, and I think I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty comfortable with saying it. But I'm, I'm anxious. Well, I know where you are. Right, uh, right. What are people more excited about? The XFL return or the MLS arriving? So with the percentage, I thought if there's 100%, 100% of our pool is the interest, what percent would have more? What would be the more percent? Oh, I am getting ill by this attempt to communicate numbers this morning. I'm ill. And now I'm going to throw something here. Oh, here it goes. This is my bit. This is my attempt to get on opposite Skip Bayless. Hey, let's hire the guy in St. Louis who throws things. Sounds good. Does he have a head of hair? Nope. I think more people are excited about the... Oh, boy. I think more people are excited about the Battlehawks, but not by much. Oh, my God. I think you're out of your mind. You think more people are excited about soccer? Yes. All right. Wow. Just not by much. I'm saying not by much. Yeah, I think it's the MLS without question. All right. That's interesting. That's where I am. That's interesting. That's where I am. I'm more excited about the MLS, but... I think because you did give a three for your level of excitement on a one to ten in the Battle Hawks, and your level of excitement for the MLS is seven. That's what I remember you saying. But I know these numbers seemingly have different values, like we're in different nations depending on the segment or day. That's right. Uh, Yeah, I think. I mean, I can. 
I can go into my dormant Twitter account and do a Gallup poll. <laughs> I always like a Gallup poll. Yeah, I think if I did a Gallup poll, what are you more excited about, the MLS or the XFL? Uh-huh. I would think it'd be seventy-five percent MLS. Really? I do. I mm. really do. Hmm. I think I think it would be like fifty, close to fifty-five percent XFL. Interesting. Yeah. Just oh. because football is it's so, reigns so supreme here in America, more so than I mean, it, football is really king in this in this country. Uh, please check Jackson's Coffee, Tim. That's from the six three zero. Different than the 636. Oh. You are out of your mind. That could be to either one of us, though. That's from the 636. Uh, I'm more excited for the XFL. I'd rather watch 7-on-7 seven seven high school football than any level of soccer. That's from the 636. I'm excited for both, unlike Lil Douchey. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Can't Yachty win. Lil Douchey. A little boat. Uh, Tim, in St. Louis, aren't the XFL fans a completely different group of fans than the MLS? Well, I think you could be excited for both. Right. But, if you said it, but the question is not, are you excited for both? Right. I agree. I, I know. I know. I think I know where you're going. Coming from, my God, we get a lot of texts. Uh, <laughs> I know where you're coming from with the overall premise of um, if if you were looking at the the fan base of the MLS and the XFL, there might not be a whole lot of overlap. But I think a number of people are excited for both. Yeah. My commentary on the XFL is not about being excited about it, rather than. I think it, it, it requires St. Louis, and I say this as a St. Louisan, to go, boy, isn't it kind of sad in a way that we're at a point now where we get excited about what is, relatively speaking, minor league football, you know, where they're not even in St. Louis year-round. They're in Arlington, and then they fly here to play a game. That That's, that's more of a commentary on the state of things in St. Louis, not mm-hmm. about people being excited about it, because I thought it was an incredible atmosphere that right. they had at the Dome. Not at their other games when they're on the road, but at the Dome. And people were fired up. But I think overall, if you said you have to choose which one you are more excited about, I think more people in St. Louis would be MLS. Mm. Now, if we were to pose this question in January of 2020... right. I think the answer, I think the gap that I see would be smaller because the Battlehawks at that time had a much larger grasp. But I think that was in part still the Cronky wound was fresher and he also hadn't won a Super Bowl. There hadn't been a settlement. And uh, if the Stanley Cup this year played any role in that, I don't know. But uh, certainly the Super Bowl and the settlement. Yeah. Uh, Tim is the best, especially with numbers. In regards to Jackson, get this mother effer off the air. That's from the 636 TMA listener. Uh, let's see. Uh, way more excited for the St. Louis City Dogs, tentatively waiting to see what the NFL does to the XFL. That's from the 314. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm more excited for the MLS. I just think that football is just so popular that that's what my thought process was. Right, but, I mean, it's the XFL. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you, but it's still— hey, a, if that's it's what a, you think, it's it's a, a, and maybe when I do the Gallup poll, we'll have some surprising results. It's a St. Louis football team, you know. There's one way to look at it, it's minor league, but on the other hand, it's a football team in St. Louis. All right. Well, I'm going to go Gallup polling during the commercial break. We'll take a break. We'll give you the results on that. And uh, the final half hour of Balloon Party for uh, for the next, what is it, tick-tock, tick-tock, 12 days. Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman will be doing an extra hour. Uh, I guess BK and Ferrari are going to be doing an extra hour. And, uh, and we appreciate them uh, filling in. Jackson will be here. And I kind of was like, "Oh, Jackson, why don't you just do the show on him out?" And for whatever reason, he didn't. Uh, he didn't take the ball and run with it. Yep. Great moments are born from great opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And gentlemen, 
that's what you have here tonight. Yeah. That's what you've earned here tonight. Kurt Russell, Miracle, 2004. Good or Good. bad? Strong. Good. It's one of the better sports movies. All right, there it is. Uh, 65780, leave a Rhino Shield uh, mic drop. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What do we got going here? Oh, a little piano. I really like this one. Listen to this. I think this, yeah, is, this, this might be the jam. I was about to say. I think this... this it's not going to replace Commodore's Night Shift, but it's, it's a, no. it might be. Which we had the pleasure of hearing today. Uh, it is the uh, balloon party here on 101 ESPN. I just put up my Gallup poll. Wow. Uh, two minutes ago, 83 votes. Uh, my Twitter account is T. McKernan. It's weird. I mean, if you're, a, a, you know... You know, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was even weirder back in 2008 when I was basically using it just as a place to text my friends. <laughs> Mine goes dormant outside basketball season. Uh, so, uh, T. McKernan, there's not a lot in there. I don't have a lot of takes. Juice isn't worth the squeeze. Um, so, with that said, I occasionally pop up, and uh, here's what we got. What are you more excited for in St. Louis sports is where Jackson and I are disagreeing. I said I thought it would be about 75% MLS. Jackson thought it would be about 55% XFL. And right now we are almost exactly two out of three MLS votes. Yeah, all right. So Listen, I'm okay with being wrong. No, I understand. I, 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 but when you were saying XFL, it kind of opened my eyes because I thought the answer was obvious. I, that it I, would be MLS. I, originally in my head I thought so, but then I was thinking I had to a little scientific method in my own head there and say, well, because you are so one way, you have to allow for the other side. So you're saying people are going to vote for the XFL because you no, are no, more no. MLS. No, 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 no. In my mind, my original thought was the MLS, will people are more excited about the MLS. But then I had to question myself and say, do you only think that because you are more excited about the MLS and your friends and you are more excited about that. So I tried to escape the vacuum and try to look at it from a wider perspective. And then in my head, I thought, well, football is so popular in America, then I allowed that. And that's where I came to my conclusion. A little peek behind the curtain into the mind of little piddles. Wow. It was like watching a Russell Crowe in a beautiful mind with that breakdown. Tim, I'm impressed how you scrapped your way from the rough and tumble streets of South City to almost graduate from Missouri and then build a Hall of Fame career. Uh, my days will be less inspired over the next 12 days. Jackson, I am impressed you fell from social graces of Ledoux into talk radio. Still, I will miss getting the only basketball information I get. Thanks, 636. Yeah, that's a strong candidate to be getting some tickets. Have a great vacation, Tim. Too bad Jackson doesn't have the ball to do the show without you. Way to let the fans down. No action, Jackson. That's from the 314. I can't tell you the vitriol that would come into the text line if I I solo. would request an ability to log in remotely. <laughs> And while sitting on vacation at your parents' house right, yeah. in the Hamptons right. uh, and watch the texts. Yeah, it would be like... And a lot of them be coming from my burner phones. Like the computer that the text line sits on would start to smoke. Like there would be so... And it would just shut down. What would you talk about? Like Who? what happened if there was blues... What would happen if there was blues breaking news while you were doing the little piddle show, Han Solo? I would pray that JR could join me. And by join me, I say just talk while I sit here and do nothing. Like that, that, or I would like pull in anybody. Out of the people sales. walking down, there would be a sales rep walking by. Can, is there any way you could come in and give me your take on this blues yeah, trade? Anybody. If you're breathing, you're able to come on here and break this down better than I. Got but it. if there was breaking hoops news, 
I would be. Yeah, it'd be like we'd have Woj in studio. Seriously. Uh, let's see. Uh, currently 70.8 now voting for the MLS. And then I also put it up on the TMA fan page on Facebook. If you'd like to join that, come on in. The water's warm. Jackson's the admin. Yeah, somewhere the mic drops, you're unlikely to be allowed in. <laughs> uh, and it's currently 75%. Uh, on MLS, currently on the TMA fan page on uh, Facebook, 73%. The numbers are moving. It's like CompuScore on KMOV. Uh, Jackson, with this question here on Balloon Party, hypothetically, if the Cardinals did trade for Juan Soto, would you be open to them signing him long-term? I don't. What, what are we doing here? Of course I would be. I don't, I'm trying to follow the logic here. I'll keep reading. This would most certainly be outside of the pattern of how the Cardinals do business, committing a large portion of their payroll to one player. But then again... Juan Soto isn't your average superstar. What are some of the pros of making this massive signing, and what are some of the risks? Maybe a little SWAT analysis of signing Juan Soto to a long-term deal. Do you think that Juan would even want a long-term deal from the Redbirds? A lot of questions in there, Jackson. Uh, Jackson, tell me what a SWOT analysis is. Strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Pros and cons lists? Yeah, it's essentially that. It's okay. a little more vivid in there. Yeah, I've been in meetings where people bust out the SWAT list thing. I'm like, oh, we're doing one of those meetings. Oh, yeah. I like well, this. In college, we did a lot of those. Um, so let me start with this. Yes, I would be on board with them signing him long-term, case-by-case basis. We'll see how he goes. I'll, I'll say this. In my lifetime as a Cardinal fan, and for me, uh, that starts in 1982, albeit I don't have great you know, detailed memories of 1982, but that's when I, you know, that's when I went to my first Cardinal game. My memories go from that point forward. Um, I don't recall, and maybe people will immediately text somebody in, and I'll go, oh, yeah, that one, where there is a, a, a long-term contract given by the Cardinal organization, whether this be Gussie Bush's era or the DeWitt era, to somebody who um, is not feeling a part of the Cardinal community. Mm -hmm. And it can happen very quickly or it can happen over time. Um, I suppose the long-term one from, uh, or ones from my youth would be the Wizard. Uh, And Willie McGee was a Cardinal up until the trade deadline of 1990. And he won the batting title in the National League despite being a part of the American League and the A's in the second half of the season. And and then during the 1990s, uh, when the Cardinals traded for Mark McGuire in 1997, one of the risks that was seen, because now it's 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 a bit of I don't want to say it's revisionist history because that wouldn't be fair, but it's forgotten that he was a free agent after the year, which is why the A's were unloading him. Uh, the A's were kind of the Cardinals' quadruple A farm team. Recently, it's been the Rockies, and the Cardinals took that risk, and I think it took less than. A couple months, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it was 1997. I could, yeah, it had to be 97. It was. I remember doing. I was doing a live shot for at KOMU in, in Columbia, a high school football game, and they were talking about how he had signed, and there was that emotional press conference. He was only here for a month and a half, I think, and he signed that contract. Um, so he fell in love right away. It happened. That was the deal with Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Edmonds came over here as a free agent after the year, and he wasn't getting along with people in Anaheim and wanted out. And that's how that happened. Scott Rowland, Philadelphia. He really didn't like the Philadelphia media. I remember right, Rowland right. like Probably pulling that. me aside because he he would he liked to do interviews. Well, he didn't like to do any interviews, but he really didn't like the print interviews. Sure. 
And he said, the print interviews, I'm not there. My mouth isn't moving. And so people don't hear my words and they manipulate. I think there was a reporter in particular in Philadelphia who's since passed on who he was really not a fan of. Yeah. That print uh, stuff, that'll happen, you know, because you, you're, it can be so taken out of context. I remember talking to him in Jupiter, you know, and, and I think he's a little taller than me. Like a half an inch. Right. And it depends on if I'm wearing my lifts that day. And I was looking up at him, and the angle was like a, it's like a fifty degree wedge in order to get up there. And he was, and it was must have been late in the afternoon because I'm facing the sun, so I'm looking at him, but I'm like blind, blinded. But I want to show respect because he's really passionate about this, about how much he hated doing interviews and giving me his reasoning for it. And he was really passionate about it, so it wasn't like he just like oh piss off, I don't want to do an interview. Right. He really he got burned by it, and he really. So Roland's another case. Holiday was miserable in Oakland. It's, right. I, th- I mean, my God, I think it's yeah. forgotten that he was up in Oakland A. Yeah, that is forgotten. You're absolutely right on that. Um, so my, my premise being these guys don't sign until they have a relationship with the community. Right. So that can happen with Juan Soto. Absolutely. And he can become a beloved figure in Cardinal history. So uh, I know that seems maybe surprising right now. Also, it's rare for a Scott Boris client to not go to market. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that said, I, I wouldn't rule it out if this all were to happen. Um, what was the next question? Juan Soto isn't your average superstar. What are some of the pros of making this massive signing, and what are some of the risks? Maybe a little SWOT analysis of signing Juan Soto to a long-term deal. Do you think that Juan would even want a long-term deal from the Redbirds? The final, I'll take the last one first. But, uh, yeah. Yes, I do. I don't know why. I, I, I suppose this. It depends on what a player wants. Right. John Carlos Stanton, for example, this is kind of forgotten. Now, it wasn't a trade deadline deal, but it was something the Cardinals did have an agreement on. That is public knowledge, and I've talked with John Mazalek about it, uh, with John Carlos Stanton. Huge, biggest contract in the game at the time. He's yeah. kind of a, a bit of a forgotten guy now. He had the, the All-Star game. But when people think of the Yankees right now, I don't think they think of Stanton. They think of Judge. Judge and Marp. And, yes, and Matt Carpenter and Cole. Uh, and so... The card, but he didn't want to live here, right? And some people took offense to that. Apparently, as we played some of the fast lane on TMA this morning yesterday, and Stalter BT and Jamie Rivers, I guess, were taking heat for like not yelling at Matthew Kachuk from people. I mean, what in the world were they supposed to do? Oh, it's they're interviewing him, getting his persona. supposed to yell at him. I mean, if you want to be mad at somebody, I guess you can be mad at Doug Armstrong, I suppose, but. If a guy wants to live in South Florida or he wants to live anywhere, right. in Goudreau's case, he wants to live in Columbus, and you might be going, what in the world is that? Well, you know, Calgary fans are mad at about that. You said you wanted to go home. Your home's Jersey. Well, I didn't want to play in my hometown. Ah. So anyway, either way, it depends on where you want to live. And that's why I said like a Goldschmidt, Arnato, as it turns out, Wainwright. Wainwright was traded originally, so it wasn't like that was a free agent signing thing. I think this place is perfect if you are just baseball. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want marketing deals and big endorsement contracts, being in St. Louis probably isn't going to get it done. Right. For example, imagine if Albert Pujols were wearing pinstripes or the blue and the orange of the Mets from 2001 through 2011, what that would have been like. Yeah, it would have been, I mean, yeah, it would have been crazy. Because, you know, it's, it's not a disrespectful thing to Don Mattingly to say this, but Don Mattingly was a great ball player. Uh-huh. But he has much higher Q rating for baseball fans relative to what he was in his career. Why? Because he was the face of the Yankees and what was a dark time for the Yankees. He had one playoff series with the Yankees, and that was that was in 95, right as the dynasty was about to begin and his career was coming to an end. So if that is what Juan Soto wants, then Juan Soto, it's nothing against St. Louis. That's just a bit better for him to be in a New York, um, an L.A., 
I don't know where else would be a good play. You know, take your pick. Right. I mean, the, the Cubs thing, it's happened now, uh-huh. so I don't know. I suppose if the Red Sox and Yankees thing reheated and he was part of the Red Sox for that, right. it just depends on what you want. Um, and you just don't know, you know. I don't think – I'd I'd be curious on this. I don't know if I've ever talked about this with Edmonds or not because uh, we rarely will BS about baseball, but um, – I doubt he thought he would fall in love with St. Louis like he did when he was traded here. Mm-hmm. And he just did. Yeah. Um, he, I remember him saying, he goes, I can walk down the street in Anaheim or L.A. and nobody has any clue who I am. Right. You know? Now, to me, that sounds like the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. But it depends on what you want. And I think, you know, for some like guys who are playing in Canadian cities right now in the NHL, they might be like, okay, this is kind of enough. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want this. I just want to kind of, you know, live somewhere else and not have the scrutiny. So it just depends on what you want. I know Jason Hayward caught hell for not wanting to be the guy. Yeah. Uh, So it depends on what you want. But to answer your question with regards to how we break this thing down, the Cardinals are about to lose at least two faces of the franchise, albeit one had been gone for a decade, uh, but certainly one. And I can't imagine Adam Wainwright's pitching in 2024. I have no idea, though. I don't know if I would have said I thought he'd be pitching in 2022, so I can't rule anything out. So then at the very least, within the next two years, three faces of the franchise of an incredibly successful era for this franchise will not be part of it. And also, by the way, Paul Goldschmidt will be 37 at the tail end of the 2024 season, and his contract will be up. So face of the franchise isn't just part of on field. It's also part of marketing. Absolutely. And if you get this guy, guess what Juan Soto is in two years? 25. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. that that to me is the element. And, and then you kind of get to take take the car out for a spin right. before committing. Exactly. So to me, it's actually attractive. Yeah. And it's not just like, okay, we got him for two months, we got to try and sell this guy. We got a couple of years for it. Right. And because of Soto's age, which is such a huge part of this, he'd be 25 when he signs that big deal. Say you, I know that the Nationals offered him that 15 year, but let's say just for hypothetical, it's 10 or even 12. You know, we see what Paul Goldschmidt's doing at the age he's at at 35. Why could it not be? Why could Soto not yeah, do the I exact? I mean, Goldschmidt has paid really close attention to his credit, uh, to a just in-depth manner of managing his health. Right. It's a great article. I don't know where I read that. It was within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's certainly an outlier. He uh, is. He he's certainly an outlier. He, but... uh, f- 15 years ago, he or 20 years ago, he wasn't. Everybody was seemingly hitting 60 home runs when they were 40. <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, this this is an outlier. Right, I know we're late for a break. I get going, and this is what happens. Uh, it's Balloon Party. Why don't we speak? We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Final segment of Balloon Party until uh, Monday, August 8th. Emotional tributes coming in left and right. Jackson should be able to run the show alone. Let the boy spread his wings. Someone has to keep basketball live in STL. Plus, it would be good to go a while without the scoldings he gets. LOL. We'll miss you guys. That's from the 314. How about that? The people want you. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm the voice of the voiceless. Nice. Uh, so let's attach a voice to that real quickly. During the commercial break, uh, these words were said by Piddles. Jason Hayward had to have the best body of a baseball player I've ever seen. I'd like you to bring that to the 101 ESPN airwaves as we say goodbye for uh, just a little while. Yeah, I'll say it again, actually. Like Jason Hayward, pro- like I'm thinking through all of them, and I'm, I think he probably had, certainly on the Cardinals, the best body of any baseball player I've ever seen. Like Six, these five, shoulders seven, eight, that looked like he could bench press 300 pounds and then like a 28-inch waist. The V-shaped guy. And you, not often you see that. I just want to, I just threw it out there. 
And then you told me you when the, when you couldn't find a Hayward Cardinal jersey, you were going to customize one. Right when he ju- when he freshly signed with the Cardinals, like when he just got traded, I should say. Um, I wanted to get the Jason Hayward jersey really, really bad because I loved him down in Atlanta. And then uh, they weren't available, so I was going to customize one. There's a big surcharge on that. So and was I, that I because didn't. you enjoyed his body so much? Uh, that was part of it, I guess. He was just a, he was a great hitter. I like that he had like a two-handed swing, like Mike Carpenter kind of has, and I really like that. Bryce Harper, like anytime Bryce Harper like really pumps a home run, it's such a great looking swing from the left side. And that's that's baseball is like one of the rare sports where a lefty like looks better doing the action. Like I think lefty golfer looks weird, lefty basketball kind of looks weird, lefty football certainly looks weird, but lefty baseball swings are awesome. Guys, Daniel Vogelsbach as well. Thanks, six one eight, nice. Top five, Jackson. Uh, what do we? What do you... <laughs> I knew that would go. I knew it would go well. That's why I said, let's bring that to the let's bring that to the show in our yeah, final segment before, before I go away for for just a little while. Uh, we have a text uh, winner for the Cardinals Bud Bash ticket giveaway at cardinals.com slash promotions. These are a four pack of tickets to next week's Budweiser Bash for the Cardinals and Cubs on Tuesday, August second. Yep. Good so we got Ozzy Smith bobbleheads, the whole thing. It's gonna be awesome. And so for our last show for Tim goes on vacation or a little week and a half off. Uh, I thought this was perfect. This is from Mike in Lake St. Louis. He said, I'll miss the soothing sounds of Little Piddles and uh, the other guy. Oh, my gosh. So I thought that was perfect. So congratulations to Mike in Lake St. Louis. You got Mike in Lake St. Louis gets to go to the Cardinals and to the Cubs. I put out that Gallup poll on the Twitter tweets. Uh, and uh, let's see. I haven't looked at it here in a while. What are you more excited for in St. Louis sports? Uh, so far, we have received... Uh, just shy of 600 votes, and I put it up like at 10.34, so 20 minutes ago. Uh, 68.5% say MLS. Hmm. Okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll change. I doubt it. I think that's going to be, and that, that actually is, I, I'm excited about that. I'm glad people are excited about the MLS. I think I, the number is different if I ask in January 2020. Absolutely. But I just think not, that. Not oh, hugely no. different, but I think maybe some percentage points sure. move. I just think that people being excited for the MLS is a great sign because I think it's going to do, I think that's going to be a great thing for St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Tim, safe travels. Be safe and have a great time. That's Lisa. Thank you She's so the much. Best. She's the best. Lisa's our safe harbor. She is. Also known as safe harbor. Either Why way. I said safe Harbaugh, I don't know. I don't have Jim the answer Harbaugh. to this question. Jim Harbaugh, you're right. Are you chumps finally getting taken off the air? It's from the 314. Uh, now I'm going on vacation. Right. Yeah. Hamptons. Uh, uh, yeah, Jackson's uh, parents' place at the Hamptons. Uh, anything else? Did we not do anything? Did we have to do something that I didn't do? I feel like I just... I feel like there's something I have to do, but I guess I don't. No, we did. We gave away the tickets. We provided such red-hot takes that I don't know if these airways will ever be the same. And uh, now you get to ride off in the sunset to the Hamptons. All right. Uh, Don't hurry back. That's from the 636. Uh, McKernan, shame on you for not preparing Jackson to run the show in your absence. It clearly (laughs) reflects your leadership skills. That's hilarious. 618. Uh, When you go through the back door in the house, jiggle a little bit. It's got – we've tried to fix it, but just jiggle a little bit. But you said the help would be there. Yeah, but, you know, they can't be everywhere. Just jiggle it a little. Uh, All right. It's time for us to shut it down. We'll be back on Monday, August 8th. Eighth, uh, BK and Ferrari are up next. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. 
You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.